Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and um, so I'm going to delve into the other topic that had popped into my head last night. Um, so first of all, let me say, I I went to dinner last night with uh, one of my favorite people, and uh, we were having a conversation. And let me give a little backstory. Um, one of the things she and I have in common is that we've both uh, been... Uh, married twice. Um, I don't know if her divorce is finalized or not from the second one, but um, she's been estranged from her second spouse for a very long time um, and managed to, at some point or another, reconnect with her first. But um, she's now in a very happy, committed relationship and is going to be getting married for the third time. So hopefully third time's a charm. But um, when we were talking last night, um, one of the things that she said to me is that she was happy for me that I didn't go back to my ex. And we got into the topics of uh, relationship dynamics and emotional abuse and things to that effect. And uh, how, you know, once that kind of a pattern, like once you establish a pattern like that with somebody over a long term, it's very difficult to break and get out of that um you know, what you've already grown essentially with that person, which is probably why some people can have very healthy, happy relationships with someone, but not with someone else, because it's because of what is already established. But uh, that's another story for another day. This is just theoretical, in my opinion, but that's okay. Anyhow, so um, when she said that to me last night, it kind of struck a chord. And my instant response was to tell her that, um, I'm not very good at giving people second chances. And um, this is something that um, I do because of my mental health. And I gave her a condensed story um, about somebody, like one of the longest relationships I had prior to getting involved with either of my husbands. And so now I will tell you the story. Okay. So let's dial this back to when I was 16, right? I just moved, um, from some small town in Indiana to a larger city. Um, I didn't really know anybody. I felt very out of place, but anyhow, I ended up, um, meeting someone and, um, like literally the first meeting, like, I'm not even shitting you. Like, this is like fucking, um, textbook narcissist love bombing 101, right? I'm not even kidding you. But I mean, teenagers, right? Anyhow, um, so I met this guy and like right off the bat, like first fucking introduction, like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like completely like, you know, I don't know, like it, it was one of those things like you'd see in, in like a fucking bad movie or something. It was fucking terrible. But um, obviously, in like I was not in a good headspace um, when we got together at all. Um, I had a lot of I was under a lot of stress. Surprise. Um, there's an underlying theme in my life. I make really poor decisions when I'm under a lot of stress. Uh, this is what I'm learning. <laughs> but um, anyhow, so um, it was like a, one of those like kind of concepts where it's like love at first sight kind of thing or whatever. And so we became involved in like he lived like 30 minutes away. So I guess this was my first taste of a long distance relationship is what you could call it. Cause we really didn't see each other that much, but we talked like all the time and, um, Oh shit. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I just had a realization. Anyhow, um, I'm going to get back to the story. Um, I didn't realize how common of a pattern this was and how far back it went. Anyhow, so um, started seeing this guy and we were pretty much, this was, you know, obviously before cell phones. This was when pagers were, you know, pagers and beepers were still all the rage. Landlines and fucking AOL and dial up internet, right? So important stuff. So um, we would communicate a lot by either like on uh, messenger on like AOL or uh, by talking on the phone for very prolonged time frames. And this is basically what our connection was primarily based on was um this. But um what um like what I found out not long after we got together was that he was actually seeing somebody else. Um and like, there was a really, um, I guess I, it was a very strange dynamic of, you know what I mean? Like, I knew about her, but she didn't know about me. Um, and so, like, this is what it was. We just, we had established this, and again, I use the term loosely because it's only 30 minutes, but I didn't have a car and I didn't drive, and he didn't either. So, we established this, um, primarily communication-based long-distance relationship um and that's what there was except outside of that I knew he was seeing somebody else and um there's something about this whole experience you know on top of everything else you know because I was you know getting acclimated to like a new school and making new friends and you know life and the anxiety attached to my home life and um then, you know, having like my household situation change. Like I had a lot of, like, I always had a lot of stuff going on when I was younger. And I guess maybe that's, I'm revisiting my youth. I don't know. But, um, so we would just talk like all the time, like, and I'll be forward with you. <laughs> like if I were to give him credit where credit's due, the thing that really comes to my mind is like reflecting back. I'm like, he must have had really good time management skills because I, I felt as though for, on my end, he spent a lot of time, you know, entertaining me for lack of a better way of putting it. Right. But, um, in the process, um, because, uh, we weren't sexually involved. So like, that's the other thing. Like, obviously he was getting elsewhere. Um, <laughs> like it just established a very unhealthy, um, dynamic where, um, like my headspace was not good. And then at the same time, like I, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I knew that he was seeing somebody else. And then even when that stopped, like, I don't know, there was like this, um, constant back and forth of like breaking up and making up and cheating, like, you know what I mean? And him cheating and like everything that was attached to that headspace, like that I was at in those moments was bad. You know what I mean? Like I was just in a bad place, um, for a very long time. And the amount of times that we broke up and got back together, like, I really couldn't tell you, I really couldn't, but we were together pretty much off and on over like the period of a year. Right. And, um, like what's really weird is like, so I don't remember exactly what happened, but like the last time we got together, um, I don't know how to describe it. Just things seemed different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the way we interacted with each other, um, like our engagements, um, 
I don't know, like I ended up going to like do the holidays with his family. Um, you know, like it just, it felt more serious, I guess, for lack of a better term in this last round. But, um, lo and behold, he disappeared like right around new year's and like right away, like I knew, you know what I mean? Like as soon as he disappeared, I, I knew that, you know what I mean? Like what had happened. And, um, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but I ended up like, I made contact and basically got the answers from him face to face, um, that I was looking for. And, um, like it devastated me. Like it, like the entire thing, like it completely devastated me. Like, um, like, I don't know like how else to describe it. Like the, like it's really strange. Cause like, and then in that entire circumstance, the person that was breaking my heart was the same time that was empathizing with me about my feelings when they were breaking my heart basically. And, um, I guess what I would say in the turmoil of that connection and everything else that was going on inside my life at those moments, like I was just so overwhelmed with everything and like my response to that learning opportunity was like nope like never again so um what i've what i've gained from that and like sometimes i need to remind myself is that um like once i like if i actually take the time and invest the time and get involved. You know what I mean? Like in, to me, involved isn't the same thing as like going out on like a date or, you know what I mean? Like just like talking for three months or whatever. But, um, like if I get actively involved with somebody and it doesn't work out, um, sometimes I won't stay friends afterwards. Like this is another thing that I learned from this, um, experience was, you know what I mean? Like how to detach or, or maybe not how to, but more so the necessity of detachment. Um, and sometimes what kind of detachment was needed? Cause like pretty much from that, like, um, this was in 2000, I think is when all this happened. And so like, I think I made contact with him for the first time after that, like when MySpace was a thing. So I'm going to say probably 2005, 2006. So, you know what I mean? Like this, like I basically had to like shut this person out for like five or six years. Um, because like, because of the damage that was done from our, in, like from our, you know, engagement and interactions, like this person needed to not exist to me for a very long time. Um, until I could come to terms with everything that had happened. And, um, because of, I, I was at least able to see the unhealthy patterns for what it was in, you know, shortly after that to the point where like, I saw like, nope, never again, <laughs> you know? But, um, like, I mean, we ended up, um, touching base, which to be fair, like, I feel like Half of the people, actually all of the people, who are we kidding, right? 
all of the people from my past that I still communicate with, the only reason why that there is any kind of contact is because of the fucking inventing of social media. If it wasn't for social media, I promise you, all of these ghosts and all of these skeletons and all of these bones would still be buried in a fucking graveyard of my mind. You know what I mean? Like, none of these things would ever have seen the light of day again after whatever the circumstance, you know, was, had come to pass. You know, so technology has brought my past back to me, essentially, like all the things that I never wanted to deal, deal with or see ever again, because this is my unhealthy coping mechanism, right? And so, um, yeah, so, um, I, like, we ended up talking, like, a few times, um, not, like, often or anything like that, it was just kind of like a, like, because it's one of those things, just because I want you to be dead to me doesn't mean that I don't care about you, it just means that I care about you way the fuck over there, you know? Like, sometimes it, it takes a long time to, you know, get acclimated to things and get comfortable with whatever was or will never be or anything like that. But, um, like we ended up talking a few times in, um, you know, over MySpace, just kind of, um, catching up, you know, because it had been years. And, um, what I learned when we were catching up is how horribly, like, you know what I mean? How miserable he was basically, um, in his current life and how, like, he almost seemed like he was lost. So maybe I have a type. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to laugh. I really do. Like, broken, lost, and emotionally unavailable. Hmm. Anyhow. Um, well, like, we ended up, um, making contact and, um, like, he just seemed like he wasn't in a good place. Like, I don't remember all the details of his life except that he was struggling. Um, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, I would just, like, reach out. Like, hey, how you doing? Kind of, you know, a check-in, you know? Because, like, I don't know. There's, there's something that I can't quite put my finger on. Like, like, I ha I guess I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for people that are going through hard times. And it's probably because I've had my fair share. And like, one of the ways that I cope with that, it's, I don't know if I would say this is really good or really bad. Like it could be considered very unhealthy is like, um, like I feel like when I'm going through some, some type of emotional pain, what I will do is I will find whatever methodology I can to basically take that whatever I'm feeling into like the worst place that it can go you know so like I'll give you an example you know what I mean when I was um you know what I mean one of the last few times I was really thinking about you know my marriage and you know like how things had turned out from how they started and, you know, how our relationship developed and, you know, ever, everything that I was feeling towards that, like, um, I ended up driving by the place where I got married. Um, and like, what's interesting is that, um, so my ex and I got married in a bar that was owned by an Elvis impersonator, right? And, um, uh, so I ended up driving by this establishment, which is no longer in business. So like, what's interesting to me is like, 
I looked at this building and like I like the state of the building to me almost like matched the state of my marriage and so there was a lot of visual symbolism in the act of doing this but um yeah this is this is an example like I can't that's the first one that comes to mind I'm sure there are plenty more but for whatever reason like like when it comes to um any like stressor like weird like emotional I don't I don't know why this doesn't seem to work in a working environment but whatever but like when it comes to like my personal stressors like I have a tendency to catastrophize you know what I mean like I, I always take it to worst case like where that's where my mind goes automatically and I think um one of the reasons why is it's, it's almost like this is my armor this is how I protect myself is by automatically going to the worst possible scenario and obsessing over that or you know what I mean like whatever and like process like I process the worst case scenario when I'm processing something that is painful whatever the worst case for that could be is what I'm dealing with in my head when I'm trying to process the pain of whatever that situation is and by doing that like I make it hurt <laughs> like for lack of a better way of putting it it's like I make it hurt to the maximum degree that this can possibly inflict pain you know from just engaging with myself and only once I hit that level of rock bottom like will I feel okay you know what I mean with whatever like that's that's how I cope with <laughs> circumstances is by taking it to the worst place so you know what I mean and it's really weird because sometimes when it comes to engaging with other people and you know any kind of a relationship it's almost like I protect myself by not allowing others to hurt me any more than I hurt myself you know what I mean because I it's improbable to me that somebody else will take it to the place where I've already taken it and uh, I don't know I, I, don't, I don't really know what to make of this it's uh, it's a very interesting um, thing to deal with but at the same time um, I think by doing this it like I'm also able to detach when I need to Some, sometimes I feel like I have to detach from people or from circumstances um, where I still think there is hope and the reason why like when, when it's like an early release I guess for lack of a better way of putting it like I have a tendency to do that if I think there is hope for the future because I know if I don't like if I hold on too tight now then when the end is there like you're dead to me like you're never coming back from this like and so this is um this is something that I'm learning like and I guess I would say you know when it comes to relationships you know friendships or whatever that um I'm learning how to detach and let go prematurely like if it you know what I mean even if it's something that I want to hold on to because of what I know what I know the repercussions will be if I don't um you know and learning to create the distance um sometimes for my own safety sometimes for theirs who knows because <laughs> um 
when I'm in the when I'm heavy in my feels I can have a tendency to get into some really erratic behaviors and in trying to not become that person like this is it's one of the things that I have to do is release or take you know what I mean to take or take a step back and evaluate and you know what I mean allow like allow myself to actually feel my feelings which yeah it's a struggle sometimes like I still have a hard time not intellectualizing like a lot I, ha I have a lot a hard time a lot actually not intellectualizing whatever is happening and going straight into like problem solving mode because fuck feelings right but um yeah so this kid back to the story away from the rambling for a moment so this kid um he ended up blowing his brains out on april 1st 2007 now that um it wasn't that was a very triggering experience and i didn't realize that like what exactly that triggered until literally right now because um i was when i was dating my my ex um and um i remember feeling really like uh tense i guess for lack of a better way of putting it like i you know what i mean like i felt a certain kind of way right around the same time that that happened and i think now that i'm reflecting on that i think the reason why is like first of all dealing with his death because like i don't know it's a complex dichotomy it was a very unhealthy like a trauma bond you could call that a trauma bond it probably was one um that would make a lot of sense but um like it like it still makes me sad you know like e even it like even like thinking about it now like because like i've been to some pretty dark places so you know like i can only imagine where a person has to be um like how bad does it have to be for you to actually go through with it you know what i mean like for for it to get past ideation and move into action like how bad does it have to be like think about that like really think about that and i do like you know what i mean how bad do things have to be you know for it to get to that point and even though he was you know what i mean engaged in really unhealthy you know an unhealthy relationship with me and probably anybody else that he was involved with if i had to make a guess because i'm sure he had a lot of shit that he never dealt with like it triggered my abandonment trauma like like there you are you know what i mean it's like he's leaving me again but this is for the last time obviously you know and like there's a it's another one of the circumstances where there's still a part of me that wishes i would have maintained better contact and like i wish i knew like you know what i mean like i wish i knew that that's where you were at um i don't think i could have done anything to make him feel better but if nothing else maybe be somebody to listen um you know because sometimes i think that that's what's missing you know for people that are wandering around in the dark and holding on to anger or you know self-loathing or whatever that maybe what they need is somebody to listen and like just some you know some periodic interjection you know of like basically like of like some kind of um, like emotional validating like validating your experience you know like 
like you matter you know what i mean like somebody to legitimately listen with empathetic ears not just listen to respond or react and um yeah i don't know like like despite everything that we experienced and all of that like i still like i'm still bothered um by how how things ended like permanently you know like it like it still bothers me to reflect on like even now um just because i don't know like i've been in some i've been in some really tough spots and a lot of like i've had a lot of high highs and low lows um although most of it i don't think is really my mental health per se but more so it's very circumstantial it's like one circumstance triggers another which trigger you know what i mean it's like flashbacks like everything that i'm experiencing right now is giving me flashbacks of um different stress it's basically it's different stressors so you know what i mean like i do i don't think i'm mentally ill at all i probably have some kind of complex ptsd um because it's just one trauma triggers another trauma triggers another trauma triggers another trauma and it's with it's within the parameters of those experiences that i have a tendency to get trapped and that's that's where i'm trying to escape from now by being aware of my thoughts and my feelings and trying to not make the same mistakes twice so yeah but uh that's all we have um hopefully you guys enjoyed my random mouse stories uh in the meantime have a great day and be well